Hi everybody, Eric from Hit Subscribe here today, and I am doing yet another. I'm trying to look at, I'm weirdly out of frame. I think I'm okay. We'll just roll with it. Uh, another video in the series, um, of freelancer Q and A that I do, and um, today's topic is. Oh, I put my phone in front of the thing where I. Oh, it's uh, pretty straightforward. I think I just gave it the same title. What is the difference between a freelancer and a consultant? And that's it. That's the uh, entirety of the question. And I wish I could remember the context here, like what broader conversation was going on. But anyway, I'll assume no context and just um, address this directly. In a sense, I don't know that this would require like a particularly lengthy video to address, but um, there's kind of a lot going on here, surprisingly more than you might think. Um, and the reason I'll say that I'm going to define a few different terms, uh, freelancer, contractor, and uh, consultant. Uh, I think all three are relevant, but these terms get muddied and thrown around a lot. Um, and I think the reason for that is that there's actually a couple of different considerations in play when people use these terms. So the first consideration is what um, is your relationship with an employer or the lack thereof in terms of a relationship with an employer. So like, do you have an employer or are you on your own? And then um, what sort of work are you doing in either case? And based on the answers to those questions, you may be um, any number of things in terms of this world of terms. But what's happened is they've kind of all gotten mashed together, I think, a good bit. So um, I have heard the term contractor or consultant or freelancer applied very interchangeably when it's used to describe somebody doing work at a company that doesn't work for that company. And here's what I mean. Let's um, you know take some large company like, let's say, Microsoft, for instance. Um, if you go into Microsoft, like say you get hired there as an employee, and then you look over at the desk next to you and there's another person that's working there and seems like they're an employee, but it turns out they're not. They work for some kind of staffing firm Usually people in that group of people there with you at Microsoft will refer to that person as a contractor or a consultant. Now, um, this gets further complicated by the fact that um, that person might work for some kind of staffing firm or some kind of um, firm that, you know, uh, does like rental labor, if you will, or they might be independent. And that's where the term freelancer comes in. So nobody refers to... Um, a company that sells labor uh, and has uh, people working for them that they like a staffing firm. You don't refer to somebody working as an employee for a staffing firm as a freelancer. So anyway, if, if that's all really confusing, I totally get that. I'll, I'll stop confusing you. Um, but the confusion is important because I think that's why these terms that actually do have precise meanings tend to get tossed around so interchangeably and, and used incorrectly in a lot of cases. So. Um, Here's the definitions that I'll give you for each one kind of in turn. To me, a freelancer, like I think it actually comes from a term like freelance, like, hey, I'm a knight and I have a lance and I'll just fight for whoever pays me. A freelancer is, I would say, by definition, somebody that doesn't have an employer. You're self-employed and you as a freelancer are um, typically working in a labor trade or you know a professional trade, I should say. So you might be a freelance software engineer or a freelance photographer or a freelance designer. So you are working for yourself. You don't have an employer and you have a craft of sorts. You're generally selling labor when you're a freelancer. 
Uh, it can be skilled labor. It generally is. Um, it can be knowledge work, you know, white collar type labor, um, but it's labor nonetheless. People are not paying you for strategic advice. They're paying you to write software or take pictures or, uh, you know, design logos or whatever the case may be. So that's a freelancer. The freelancer um, is self-employed, typically goes from gig to gig, or maybe juggles a handful of clients at once, depending on how labor intensive it is to do your trade. Um, and you maintain this kind of like portfolio of work that you're doing. You can usually recognize a freelancer by that portfolio. And on YouTube, I'll link to this. I've talked about portfolios before. Um, but a freelancer is very much a self-employed um, purveyor of some kind of trade. Usually the freelancer doesn't have any kind of equity business. You're just kind of doing gigs. Um, a contractor is a bit more of a generalized term. And the at least in the U.S., maybe this is true in other countries, this comes from the idea that you're working on a contract basis. And usually you'll hear this tossed around a lot with the idea of somebody who is working on a 1099. That is the um, name of the IRS form that kind of governs the relationship a business has with contractors. So in Hit Subscribe's world, we have all kinds of uh, authors and engineers and other staff that do contract work as a side hustle with us. They um, you know, do a little bit of work. Uh, we pay them to do this work. If they're US-based, um, we send them what's called a 1099 at the end of the year. And then we also send a form like that to the government that says, hey, we paid this non-employee to do a handful of things for us. So um, the 1099 um, becomes kind of synonymous with the idea of contractor. Now, if that sounds exactly like a freelancer, not so much. Um, so, well, let me back up. Freelancers can absolutely be contractors um, in certain cases, but a contractor is kind of a more broad term than a freelancer. So I would say that most of the people who do writing for HitSubscribe, a lot of those folks um, work as salaried software engineers. And the work they do for HitSubscribe, they are contractors to HitSubscribe. I don't think they would call themselves freelancers because they are salaried people working a job. So as far as HitSubscribe is concerned, they're contractors. They would describe themselves probably as contractors for HitSubscribe, but they aren't freelancers. Likewise, um, the person I described who comes to Microsoft to do this work, even though they aren't employed by Microsoft, that is also a contractor as far as Microsoft's concerned. To complicate things, they may be employed by a custom shop or a, a, a firm that sells staff augmentation type labor. But as far as Microsoft is concerned, that person is a contractor. So a contractor really is a way um, to describe somebody's work through the lens of the company that's paying them. And that's why it's more general. So anybody who is getting paid not in a salaried way by a company is a contractor. And so hopefully that kind of clears up why that's a more broad term uh, than freelancer. A freelancer is a more person or worker focused term. A contractor is more through the eyes of the company that's doing the paying. Now, a consultant... Um, is a different animal. And a consultant, I would argue, I have a fairly purist definition of this that's precise. A consultant, unlike most freelancers or almost all freelancers, and unlike a lot of contractors, um, is somebody who you pay in exchange for advice. The consultant does not have a trade. They're not executing a trade. They're not um, doing any form of labor. So you know that you're consulting. You know that you're a consultant. 
if the deliverable that you offer is some kind of advice. It might be a write-up or a roadmap or something. It also might just be literally that you get paid to be available when somebody gives you a phone call and um, you tell them what you would do in their situation or you give them advice. So a consultant is somebody who gets paid in exchange for advice. Now, with those definitions in mind, a lot of times you see this mix-up like there. So over the years, I've either subcontracted with um, or done work for custom application development firms. So these are companies that um, exist and they sell custom software work to their clients. A lot of times companies like that will call the people that work for them consultants. And I think this is a form of title inflation. Like that isn't actually consulting. It is staff augmentation. It's labor. Um, but, you know, it's kind of like uh, the way uh, people that work at venture capital firms have come to be called partners over the years. That's a title designation, even though those people probably don't actually own shares in the company they're working for. They still are titled partner. Or um, the way that I think on Wall Street, like at Wall Street companies, if you go work, there's a software engineer, like everybody's a vice president. It's another form of title inflation. So if you're selling labor, it sounds more impressive to say, um, hey, one of our consultants will come out to do stuff than like one of our, you know, hired pairs of hands or whatever. So this sort of title inflation tends to muddy the waters. So um with all that explanation in the bag here, what is the difference between a freelancer and a consultant? Um, number one, I would say if you're talking about a consultant the way I've just described, if the consultant has a salaried employer and that employer is selling that person to another company, uh, I wouldn't really call that person a consultant if it's labor. Um, they could be a consultant if it's like, you know, a firm like McKenzie and they are actually selling consulting services then that person can be a consultant. So the consultant may be employed by a firm or may be independent, but the nature of the consultant is that whatever the specifics of the employment arrangement are, the consultant um, is being paid or the consultant's employer is being paid for that person to give advice. So consultant um, being paid for advice, whoever is doing the paying. Freelancer, is really a designation about the status of you as a worker. So a freelancer is somebody that is uh, self-employed. Usually the freelancer is performing labor, uh, but you could be a freelance consultant. You could just be self-employed and get paid to give advice. Um, I've done stints like that over the course of my career. So again, if that sounds complicated, it's because it's not really an apples to apples comparison. A consultant might work for another company or a consultant might be self-employed. A freelancer is self-employed, like that's kind of the nature of the game. So um, that's in the end the difference. The freelancer is somebody who is self-employed and a consultant may or may not be self-employed, but that is somebody who's being paid to give advice. So um, to roll this all the way back, and this is why I could, um, I wish I had more of the context of the conversation because I, I imagine when I jotted this down, it's probably somebody wondering if they were a freelancer or a consultant. Um, most people that are freelancers are not consultants. Usually they're getting paid for labor. But um, if you were a freelancer that's getting paid to come in and give people advice on how to like, you know, do a website rebuild or something, if you're selling advice and you're self-employed, then yes, uh, you are a freelancer and a consultant. So it's possible to be both. Usually the kind of people that would be asking me this question, my answer would almost always be, you're a freelancer, you're not a consultant, you're probably selling labor. Um, 
So maybe to round out a little bit here, you might be asking like, is there one of these or the other that's better to be? And that's a tough question to answer. I would generally say if you're kind of career-minded and profit-minded over the long haul, I would um, gravitate more towards consulting because it's typically higher pay, higher value in the end, um, knowing what problems are and being able to um, diagnose problems and tell people how to solve them tends to be on average higher paying than um, doing the labor. So uh, one of the best models that I can think of for this is when it comes to problem solving in the business world in general, you have stage one is diagnosing the problem. Stage two is prescribing a therapy. Stage three is uh, application of the therapy. And then there's maybe a stage four, which is like maintenance or reapplication of the therapy. Uh, by the way, for YouTube, I'll put this in the description, but credit to Jonathan Stark. That's where I've, uh, who I've heard describe this. And it's a great mental model of uh, work in the business world. Stages one and two, um, diagnosis and prescription of a therapy, that's where the consultant lives and that's where the money tends to be made. Once things have been figured out, it just kind of gets handed over to um, people to like execute and do the labor. And that's of course valuable, uh, but it's not the same level of value. It's not the same leverage. If you want to understand maybe a good mental model for this, think of, um, and I, I might have described this before in videos here, but imagine that you break an arm, um, but you don't actually exactly know that your arm's broken. Something happens, you're at the gym doing stuff, and you're in a lot of pain. So what you do is you go over to the hospital and you tell them that you're in a lot of pain. The doctor then comes in and diagnoses your broken arm and then says, okay, we're going to give you some pain medication. We're going to set the arm. And then we're going to send you on out to do physical therapy over the next six weeks. Uh, so we can all picture this. The doctor who makes a lot of money is the one who comes in and does this diagnosis and then tells you what to do. Then, and I don't know if it would be somebody else. It might be the doctor that actually sets your arm. But let's say it wasn't that they bring in a nurse practitioner or somebody who's still a skilled professional, but maybe not, you know, the doctor who's making however many hundreds of dollars an hour. Somebody else sets your arm. Then when it's physical therapy time, there might be a component of that where you have a professional physical therapist, or it might just be a you know professional like trainer at the gym. Again, all of these are skilled professionals, but they're not making what the doctor makes. And carrying that metaphor through to anything you might do in the business world, the same thing is true. So what's better to do in the end if you're looking for high pay at high leverage gigs? You want to try to work your way into consulting, giving expert advice. Um, getting into the expert advice world also better positions you to be an equity business owner to build not just like a freelance practice or what have you, but to build a business um, with a repeatable deliverable in which you're an expert, and then you can start hiring people uh, to help. So when it comes to making good money, when it comes to um, career advancement in general, I would say freelancer tends to be an interim state. Um, either you're new to the workforce and you start freelancing, or you leave a job and you start freelancing. Typically, if you leave a job like software engineering, you'll go do freelance software engineering where you're kind of recreating employment. You're just doing it for more bosses more frequently. Um, and the reason I say I view that as an interim state is over the long haul, if you're just going to trade out bosses for gigs and kind of run on that treadmill, then you might as well go back to employment because it's a similar paradigm. But with employment, you get like benefits and stability um, versus as a freelancer, if you start to look for ways to break into consulting or to create kind of a repeatable delivery to where you can start operationalizing it, 
bring in people to maybe do some work for you and build a business in which you have equity. Um, that kind of high-end consulting, that kind of equity business are more stable arrangements than gig-based freelancing. So in a vacuum, I think of a freelance um, practice as probably being sort of interim as you build up an equity business or a consulting practice or you know wherever you go from there. So um, in terms of what you should do over what kind of timeline, consulting or consultant versus freelancer, I would view freelancer as maybe a stepping stone to becoming a consultant or um, freelancer as a stepping stone to maybe go do other things. So uh, if you are a freelancer wondering if you're a freelancer or a consultant, um, if you're wondering about that, you're probably a freelancer, I would guess. Um, and in terms of what you ought to do, I would look for ways to become a consultant. So um, a good mental model for this, again, credit to Jonathan Stark, I think is where I've heard this. But if you're asking yourself, like, how, I'm freelancing, how can I become a consultant? Think of yourself going from a person who does something to a person who knows how to do something. So if you build websites, instead of saying, I'm a person that builds websites, I'm a person that knows how websites get built. And once that happens, then people might start to pay you. If you have a lot of experience in knowing how websites get built, they might pay you for things like your expertise in evaluating firms that build websites, uh, whether it's screening them if you're running a request for proposals or uh, evaluating the work they've done. Um, that's a good thing to do with somebody who knows how websites get built. Um, you could give them advice, you could give them a roadmap, et cetera. So think less in terms of I'm going to go execute and more if people have questions about how this thing gets executed, they can come to me and ask those questions. And um, it might not seem like it in the beginning, but uh, over the long haul, believe me, that advice is lucrative um, and it is something people are willing to pay for, very willing to pay for, but topic for another video. So um, hopefully it is a more nuanced topic than it sounds like, but hopefully that clarifies the difference between a freelancer and consultant. To recap very briefly, freelancer is really a question of how you earn your living, and a consultant is more of a question of what people pay you for. Do they pay you for advice? Consultant. Do they pay you for labor? Not a consultant. So it isn't exactly an apples-to-apples -apples comparison, and that's why there was uh, some nuance and hopefully not too much confusion in explaining it. Um, so yeah. Uh, Hopefully that is of some value and I will catch you next time.